Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. And uh, if you've been listening all along, welcome back. If you're new to this, welcome. I hope you will enjoy and learn something from scripture that will help us in our time of need. Um, I believe this is our fourth teaching on this uh, title that we have started. And it has to do, it says that the worship wins the battle. And I thought this is a very relevant subject for us as a nation of what we're going through um, and learning from scripture and knowing what our attitude, our thinking, our thoughts uh, should be um, in a time uh, like this when we're all going through a trial together. Um, so I've been sharing stories with you guys from the New Testament of how worship won the battle. I shared the story of Paul and Silas when they were in prison and how they got freed because they decided to worship and praise and give thanksgiving to God and the very hard time of their life uh, when they were all locked up in prison, bound in chains. And I also shared you guys the story of Peter, how he walks on water, a supernatural event um, during a storm because he chooses to fix his eyes on Jesus and trust him and a supernatural event took place. But this teaching, I want to share you guys a story from the Old Testament that I thought it was very interesting and very relevant um, of how worship won the battle um, in the Old Testament as well. And this is just one of the stories. This story is in 2 Chronicles 20. So feel free to please, actually, I highly suggest that you guys read it on your own because then you will understand the whole story because I will only be sharing, you know, certain scripture from here and there from that chapter. So I want to start with verse uh, 1 and 2. And again, this is in 2 Chronicles 20. And Chronicles is in the Old Testament, and this is verses 1 and 2. So here it goes. It says, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So let's stop right there and kind of go over what I just read and uh, talk about that. So first of all, there is a you know, there's these two other tribes, which are the Moabites and Ammonites, coming against the tribe of Judah. Uh, it seems like this this tribe of Judah, this nation of Israel, they don't have enough manpower. They don't have enough weapons. Uh, they don't have enough army to fight these other two nations, to, to these tribes, and win the battle. Like, they, the, the king knows that they just don't have what it takes, and he knows if they're going to go against these people. They're going to lose, which means they will lose their lives. They will lose everything they have. And these other these other two tribes will take over their land and everything they have. So the first thing that he does is he acknowledges the facts, right? Um, he understands that they can't win this battle on their own. The second thing that he does, he decides to come before the Lord and humble himself and pray and ask God for help. Um, the third thing that he does, this king, is that he asks the people of Judah to come together and pray and fast. And um, so he acknowledges that they don't have what it takes, but then he's not trying to figure it out by himself. Uh, he goes before the Lord and then he asks 
for everybody to come together and, and fast. So now there is a sense of community. So that's the first thing that took place. The second thing that I want to share with you guys is his prayer. So we, I want us to pay attention to what he says when he's before this assembly, you know, he goes to the temple. And again, it says that from every town they came uh, to seek a God, right? From every, they came from every town in Judah to seek him, to seek who? To seek God. So I'm going to read you guys the rest of the story. So it says then, Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hands. No one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. So that's his prayer in front of this whole nation of Judah to God. So now let's talk about his prayer. What does he say? Um, so in his prayer, Jehoshaphat first acknowledges God's power. First, he acknowledges God's sovereignty, that God has power to come against anything and stop it immediately, right? Then he reminds God of his promises to the nation of Israel. He reminds God that he, you know, uh, his promises to Abraham, right? Then he reminds God of Israelites' faithfulness to God, that they build an altar, they build a temple, to bring sacrifices and to worship God in the temple, right? And then he says, then they decided that in times of need, we will come to you and we will ask you for help. So they're not saying, you know, we'll try to figure it out and we don't believe in you. He's saying, this is what we as a nation, we have resolved that when we need help, we will turn our hearts to you and we will ask you for help. And then the, the final thing is that he's not only himself, but the whole nation of uh, the tribe of Judah, they're humbling themselves before God. They're admitting what the facts are. They're saying, listen, we have no power to win this, to win this battle. We don't have what it takes. If you don't help us, we're going to lose. We can't win this battle without you. So I think these two passages are really important of how Jehoshaphat acknowledges the facts, acknowledge his limited power and his nation's limited power to come against this, turn to God, uh, reminded God of his goodness, of his power, of his promises, and what they've done as a nation to honor him. And um, we'll see what happens next, but I think I'm going to end this teaching here. But during the next teaching, we're going to talk about how God speaks through a prophet and what does God tell them and how do they win this battle. So until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.